safe side. Stick out the mandolin and the <laughs> voice. The whole thing, really. Show. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, a show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Arith, and with me as always, we have talented artist and comic enthusiast, J.R. Gonzalez. Sup, Jordan? Sup, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Just, you know, wrangling, doing my job, you know, Jurassic Park. Just wrangling it. Had to be my... Oh my god. Oh my god. Had to get... It's a giant <laughs> dinosaur head. <laughs> And you're wearing a dress you know, Okay, with all the yeah, props just, today. You know. Did you just like get back from like Jurassic Park land? Like what's going on with all this JP stuff? I've had this uh, this is my job. I've got to wrangle T-Rexes and, you know, uh, triceratops and <laughs> just just my uniform. It's your everyday you know, everyday uniform. Just, I remember you saying yeah, that Chris Pratt's role was based off after your actual life, but I thought you were joking. That's that's what happened. No way, even his uh, chest muscles were after my chest muscles, too, so. <laughs> Down to the chest muscles, that's it's... detail. That's impressive. I know. Well, I had doesn't... to stand there, and they, like, made a model out of me, so they're like, hey, get ripped, like JR did, <laughs> so that way you can stand out with raptors. <laughs> you can stand out with raptors. It's the only way to do it. So who was Blue based off of an actual raptor that you connected with, too, or is Blue just for the storyline? Uh, it's their storyline. I mean, the CGI, man. So you didn't have an actual <laughs> pet raptor that you really connected with? No, I, I I had a a pet uh, T Rex. Oh, so they fucking right here. You had the big dogs as your homies. That's dope, dude. That well, T Rex head looks uh, huge. <laughs> stop stop petting that <laughs> T Rex nostrils. Make me uncomfortable. Um, Why? <laughs> and we have our third host, who hopefully doesn't work at a fucking Jurassic theme park. Uh, Zach Barlow, how you doing, man? Sup? I'm good, man. I'm good. There was a lot of content this last weekend and. It's a uh, it's a good good day to be a comic book fan. So I'm feeling good. How are you doing? You look a little you look a little uh, a little blushed there, my friend. <laughs> a little blushed. A little blush. Yeah, I feel like I am. I got a I got a little red skull thing going on here. I went. I just got back from from Arizona a couple hours ago. Did you fall I, asleep uh, in the sun? No, I just golfed in the sun. Without sunblock. Yeah, I don't fuck with sunblock. Bro, you're savage, bro. Probably should. You're super white. <laughs> Why would you not fuck with sunblock? Yeah, That's I... the craziest thing I've ever heard. I feel like my complexion is perfectly fine, but thank you. I just like getting. Uh, I don't usually burn. Um, I don't know. I usually get like a little bit more tan, but this is a uh, this is a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm, br- mm. I'm beat red right now, but it was a uh, it was a fun <laughs> trip, man. It was it was a trip uh, full of magic and adventure, and mostly because we played Magic the Gathering and and went on some adventures. Nate um, was playing magic with you guys. Oh yeah, dude. Nate's the magic guru. Nate from uh, our buddies over at Fantasy on Tap. He came down there with a couple other friends, and we brought some magic decks and got got down on some magic and went out to some some bar hopping to play some golf. Went to the Mariner game, and Nate's from L.A. and so he's a diehard Dodger fan. And the Mariners are playing the Dodgers in spring training, and we got to the sideline and Mookie Betts. MVP, potential future Hall of Famer, was playing right field, and Nate yelled at him, and he had a ball, and so he threw the ball to Nate, and it was like slow motion, like all this man's dreams are about to come true, and he reaches over the railing and right through the fingertips, and he fucking dropped it. No and, way! Uh, so fucking epically funny. I was dying, and I appreciate oh Nate crying, actually. He was, dude, he was Nate devastated. Make the, catch, the biggest catch of his life, and he freaking Biggest catch it. of his life. Fucking fumbled it, and it was... Um, 
I'm so glad I was there to see it because Nate is the most competitive person I know, and now I have something to hold over his head. For wow, the rest of his life. bro, was he? I, I I imagine he must have been like legitimately mad. It was so funny because he's a 35 year old man and he was tearing up over this, and like the security <laughs> guard felt so bad he went and got a practice ball for him and br- gave it to him like he was like a seven year old that dropped his ice cream cone. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so, he was tearing up, bro. It was like his whole, all his dreams, man, right there. It was Mookie. Oh. He goes, Mookie, show me, show off your arm, bro. And he fucking lobs it right up to him. It was, it was a little bit low, but he, right through the fingertips, man. Oh tough. my God, dog. That's hilarious. Wow. But dude, something's going on. I don't know if it's a, an Arizona thing. I don't know if it's going on in Seattle too, but we could not find Ubers to save our life. Like we were like, should we rent a car? Ah, we want to drink and we don't want to drive. So we just going to Uber the whole time. We got stuck in Peoria after that Mariner game for three hours trying to Uber out, and th- there was just what? no Ubers. And, like, bars were closing early and shit, so we were just literally in the parking lot of the Hampton Inn running routes and throwing around that little baseball that Nate got from the security guard for, like, two hours until we can get a fucking <laughs> ride back to Scottsdale. So, fucking weird times. But, yeah, I'm here. Um, I'm half dead, and we're going to power through this, and I am going to hopefully uh, clear up my complexion here in a couple days. So... Let's get down to business. We have the Snyder Cut to, to talk about today, which obviously the world is talking about. And uh, also Falcon and Winter Soldier premiere, so we can talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, but before we do that, let's dive into our British breakdown. Break it down again. So today... I just got back from the airport, and I knew I had some beers in my fridge because I had some friends over last weekend. I had no idea what was in here, and Brandon brought some beers. And, uh, Zach, you were up here too, actually, for that weekend, I think. Was that last weekend? No. I don't no, know. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Anyways, time flies. So, Mysterious Familiar Coconut Vanilla Dessert Stout from Silver City, which... Damn. Good Lord. What the heck? It's- Brandon loves his his weird beers, and this is a not that stouts are weird, but this is just a freaking a stray off the path of what we're normally drinking on the show. And I'm actually kind of excited about it. I've never really had a dessert stout, dessert let alone from stout. Silver City. Interesting. Okay. Nine percenter. Whoa. So uh, I'll see you guys later. That's a um, big boy. Oh yeah, she's she's a dark coffee right there. That's. There's no cream or sugar in that beast. And you got a nice mocha head. Almost like peanut butter head. Oh, yeah. Get a hint of the co- coconut and the vanilla, but mostly mostly coconut and coffee. And then a little bit like a sweet vanilla coffee. Hmm. Is Silver City's Brandon's favorite? I seem I seem to Oh yeah. Seems to have that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean who who's who isn't Silver City's favorite. I mean, it's the best. And oh my god, that's heavy. Yeah, I would. I would imagine that that is that's a thick boy. It even looks Mm. like it's thick. Gotta pour that on ice. (laughs) And the worst part is, like, I've been so dehydrated (laughs) that I've I've just been drinking for four days straight in this bird outside, and so my body's just begging for water. But nah, let's give it a dessert stout. That's probably what it needs. Silver City, great, delicious beers. Uh, I could probably drink one of these, um, but that's all I'm going to do tonight. So it's a perfect uh, dessert for my Tuesday evening. So 
Shout out to Silver City, always, always, uh, always crushing the game. Um, and that's our beverage breakdown today. So let's go into the Snyder Cut. It's out. The Snyder it's out. Cut. It's out. It's here. So let's let's talk about our experience with the Snyder Cut because I feel like it, it's pro- it was different for all three of us, and that almost matters as much as the movie itself. I made plans to go over to uh, Alicia's brother's house because I knew that I couldn't. Alicia will watch stuff with me, but like, she doesn't actually care. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she she'll just be there. She's on her phone. Sometimes she'll go to bed. You know, like she's you know she's just chilling. And I needed like a companion for this, like a Snyder cut compadre. So I went over to his crib and we like made a whole fucking night of it. Like we watched the first two hours of it. Then we went out to dinner, had some drinks, talked, like had a like a, okay, we got decompress. Then we came back and then we watched the next two hours of it in his like theater room. And goddamn, bro. What an experience. So that, that's how, that's how I went through the four hours. How did you guys do it? I, mean, uh, I go, broke Jared. it up. <clears throat> you can go. Yeah, okay. I broke it up in like three days. Oh, so you watched it like, like it was didn't... like a sh- TV series. Yeah, there's no way it would have been it. I can't even, it's hard for me to sit down for like two hours. So like four hours, that was impossible. So I just kind of watched it like in pieces and then, you know, watched it while I worked out or watched it, you know, just kind of um, in bed, you know, a little bit here and there and broke it out so okay um that's how i did it i mean jordan you watched it on the plane no way was, yeah like there's no way there's no way for <laughs> on a plane no i didn't watch it on the plane i watched it on friday before i flew out um and i watched it all the way through and um wow. it was Damn. a long it was a it was a long four hours for me um <laughs> it's a long time to watch something what Very does that long. mean <laughs> It's very long four hours. The fuck does that mean, it was Jordan? Long. Am I? It was long, Zach. I, I think I'm making it clear <laughs> what it means. I don't know. It, it seems like four fucking hours. You didn't seem to be enjoying it very much. So what um, do we think? Let's 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 talk about it. I mean, we've been waiting for this for fucking ever. This is like a huge deal. I I will say this: if I would have had the experience, if I would have been with you, Zach, doing the two hour watch, go to dinner and listen to you explain why it's the greatest thing in the world and how excited you would get about it i would be right there and you would probably get me as excited as you are because you're so good at doing that and then i would have fucking got so pumped by the last two hours i probably would have liked it a lot more um but i sat on my couch and just watched it and i thought it was pretty good pretty good (laughs) yes it has many (laughs) many flaws if you ask me but i would have overlooked those flaws because of your passion man what are the fucking Okay, pretty good. Uh, okay. Let's hear the flaws. Yeah, I want to hear your ahead. flaws. Um, I think it was unnecessarily long. And I think that this was, you know, Zack Snyder's be like, dude, I'm fucking so good. Look at everything I can do. Sit for four hours because I deserve that much of your attention because I'm Zack Snyder. Um, I think he drawed it out a little bit. But here's the thing. <laughs> 
and I always said this about DC and Marvel in the movies, is that Marvel did it right. They built it up slowly. They did it character by character and then put them all together. And DC didn't. So he was strapped with this dilemma of, do I just try and power through without getting character investment, or do I make you sit down and invest in and every character? And understand who so these characters do, are. So and understand so why I it matters. Get, I get what he was up against. Um, so I'm not saying that it's all him. But I don't like that it was all in one movie still. Uh, I know it was six parts, so maybe I shouldn't have watched it straight through. Maybe you're supposed to break it up. Maybe that's how it should have been delivered, episodic. But I just watched it straight through, and it was like, it's fucking hard. It's hard to invest and care that much. I think that it was so much better than the last one, though. Like, his vision, I do agree, so much better. The way that he approached the characters, like, so much better. Like, there was a lot of improvements. Um, I just thought it was really fucking long. I thought there was a lot of slow motion. Like, unnecessarily amounts of slow motion, especially in the fight scenes. I didn't think that, like, the music was very good either. Like, it didn't pair up really well. I don't know. It just felt off. Oh, my God. Um, and I I really didn't like Cyborg's character. I was fucking really bummed about Cyborg. Oh, like, just tr- wow. Such a, pit, <laughs> such a pity fest. He's just such a bad actor. I just could not get into Cyborg. Oh, my God, so, dude. Those I, were my critiques. I didn't, think, I didn't think Cyborg was, like, I mean... I don't know if I'd say he's, like, the dopest character in the movie, but I definitely think that Cyborg's, like, whole story was, like, the heart of the movie. Like, it was, like, and it was completely absent from the first Justice League. Like, in the first Justice League, they're just like, all right, here's this dude, bro, he's fucking, he's he's a robot, dude, he's got a cannon, let's go. And they just, like, let it fly from that point, and it's just like, okay, so we're gonna give Cyborg zero screen time, he's just gonna be there in the background of scenes. And in this movie, I mean, his story is so intricate and drawn out with, like, his dad and his football career and how he, like, got in that car crash. His mom died. Like, I just feel like Cyborg is, like, in a nutshell, how much more improved this Justice League movie is. But honestly, I mean, could you have made a good Justice League movie in two hours? Like, Like, honestly, ask yourself that. Is that know, even man. possible because of what they're up against? So. Because they don't have any, they don't have any character like development like Marvel does, and so you're gonna put all these characters together. But in two hours, like, I just don't think you can. I, I just don't think that's it's it's a po- it's even possible. No, I agree. I don't think they they set themselves up to be able to achieve that. So I think you had to do it this way. I just I guess I wish it would have been like a trilogy or something. And I don't know if you can do that. <clears throat> I don't know how you would do that, but. I agree. I definitely think that they were up against a challenge, and he did the best he could with a one movie thing. Like, I cared about the characters this time. Like, I, I really did. I just didn't like Cyborg because, like, it was the fucking dad being absent from the sport game thing is so overdone, and like the way he talks about it, and just like his like uh, brooding, and he turns and looks and like, do you mean that? Like, I don't know. I just fucking it. it was it was just really really cheesy for me. I didn't. I couldn't get into Cyborg. Every other character that I really enjoyed. Um, Cyborg also had a uh, Star Lord effect at the end, when like everything is going good, and then he pulls out his cannon and makes the <laughs> shot, and you're just like, "God damn it! Why?" No, it gets emotional. Like, fuck! I hate when that shit happens. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, uh, I didn't hate. You didn't like. I mean, there was some good stuff. I mean, Joe Martin is the uh, the dad, Silas Stones, and, and he always seems to be a scientist in whatever he does. I mean, he was kind of the scientist in T2. Oh, yeah, it was the same guy. That's amazing. 
he was a scientist in the show Eureka, and he was a scientist here, except for he was kind of a bastard dad. But I think I liked about Cyborg is I got to see stuff on the big screen, sort of, that you never get to see. Like, I've seen that story before in, like, animated or obviously in a comic book. Mm-hmm. But be able to see it on the big screen, I think, was super important for the first time. Um, maybe if it had been done before, or maybe he... I can see why he doesn't have his own movie. That might be pretty dumb. You know what I mean? So I think being able to see that stuff and I was hoping for more flash stuff too, which kind of happened a little bit, but not as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, st- I'm still up in the air about Ezra being the flash, you know, Barry, oh, I love um, Ezra. but really, I loved Ezra. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was great. I, I just, I don't get me wrong. I like Ezra, but I just, I picture the flash a certain way and he's, I've seen him do, he's a great actor, as in, like, drama and stuff like that, but being quirky and funny, just, I don't know. It reminded me of Justin Long a lot. Is that, is that a bad um, thing? He's great in Perks of Being a Wallflower. For, I feel like he plays a great quirky little friend guy. Yeah, but it's, it's still drama. I mean, Barry's supposed to be just, you know, this, like, I don't know. Just didn't fit for me, but it's still cool seeing the powers, you know. Yeah, staying, all the electricity. When he the way that they showed the Flash's powers in the movie I thought was spectacular. Like, I yeah, mean, because I think I that's, that like, cinematically a challenge. How do we show somebody going super fast, like, and make it dramatically impactful? I mean, that's, like, not an... We're just going to speed him up? He's like, that, that would look stupid. So the way they decided to do it with, like, everything slows down and then the lightning starts mm-hmm. to go everywhere, the screen always gets blue and he's, like, moving. That shit... I thought that shit was dope. Like, the scene when, in the early Flash, like, when they're kind of explaining his character, when that... That lady gets in the car crash and the music starts to play. Yeah, and the like the freaking bags are flying everywhere, and he's just like, and he has to go like super soft because he's moving so fast, and he like slowly. Oh my god, dog! I thought we were gonna fucking get on this pod and just (laughs) all just share in a glorious like I'm, dude. Is it my turn? I'm. It's not like I enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed it. I, it's not like I didn't. I love Zack Schneider, Zack Schneider because his music, it, you could tell it's a Zack Schneider movie. It, it reminded me a lot of The Watchmen as well. Yeah, dude. Um, with the, yeah. the, the music and the way that things are put together. And like I so said, you get to see a lot of cool things. Um, I love this. I, I hate to say it, but I love the composed music better than the first oh, composed music. Oh, for sure, the dude. First compo- oh, my God. Um, so much better. The first... Yeah, Danny Elfman is a great composer. I mean, he did the, you know, uh, Batman, you know, original Batman, 1989 Batman, and he did, you know, um, uh, so, uh, what else? I mean, he did a, a lot of good stuff. He did Alice in Wonderland. So he's got really, like, a lot of, you know, really epic things. And um, anything Tim Burton he did. But this uh, Tom Horkinson uh, seems to, Tom Horkenberg, sorry, um, seemed to capture the more uh, ep- epic feel to the movie than Danny Elfman did and um I know that Josh Whedon was probably put in a tough spot too but he just I think he tried to duplicate his Avengers with Justice League and obviously if you don't got the the pillars to keep that afloat that didn't really you know work out so well but mm-hmm. yeah I mean there's like a lot of cool things uh, Superman looked um, freaking amazing so fucking like I was dope. so impressed I was like so impressed with how they made that work, and I don't know if they reshot stuff. They or only what, reshot the Joker scene. The Joker scene. So how did he make that make Superman look so amazing? But yet, 
the Josh Whedon version, the original, he looks like garbage. Like, well, how did he also, even, like, well, he didn't reshoot any of the scenes, but he did like reanimate and CGI a lot of the movie to his like, because what Josh Whedon like redid a lot of the characters like Steppenwolf. He yeah. he did Steppenwolf in his own vision. Cyborg was in his own vision. Like, and then the Zach, if you notice Zack Snyder cut, like Cyborg looks like bulkier, has like more like Mm -hmm. machinery going on same with steppenwolf he has that like moving armor and shit like Mm -hmm. so he so Zack snyder basically had his own character design idea and used like cgi and green screen to like make that come true but didn't have to like reshoot those scenes i thought Mm. steppenwolf was yeah i mean just fucking like when he had arrows in him and he just like and they all just fucking shoot out of his armor like there was there was some cool effects if you compare if you compare like snyder's steppenwolf to whedon's steppenwolf it's like I don't even remember Weed and Steppenwolf. It's it's like yeah. a it's like it's like a guy in a helmet and like armor, yeah. like like knight armor, and like his neck is exposed and stuff. It's nothing like. I mean, it's, it's he's wearing armor and it's like the same kind of looking character. But I mean, Steppenwolf's yeah. armor has like fucking it like moves on its own and shit. Like it's like it reminded me of the thing that uh, Thor fought in like first Thor kind of, but like. Just oh, like, the destroyer. Yeah, the way his armor would fluctuate and shit. But yep. yeah, it was, it was destroyer, really well yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do. Uh, for Seven Wolf, I, I, I got, I, I recognize like, his face was much more recognizable in in the other version. It's, it, I don't even remember unless I take you look at a still or something. It's not very recognizable, so you can tell how much more quality was put into Seven Wolf this time mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the first time for sure. Um, so I, you know, very, very impressed with the CGI. I mean, I just, I think. Zack Snyder's versions are or movies. I mean, he did Man of Steel, and I, I don't know why not, I love that movie. Like, it just made me kind of honestly love Henry Henry Cavill as Superman again. Um, and that boy is thick. I mean, those shoulders. His back was like thick. immensely. He's I. It was immense. Nah, he's I. You know, he, and, he ain't no he ain't no so, Jason Momoa Aquaman. Jason Momoa is cool. I love, I love. There was less of. I feel like there was less of Jason Momoa in this. Didn't didn't compare to the first version. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like there was a little well, bit. Well, they more. had to. I just didn't. There, they added a lot of sideboards. So they had to take out. I mean, they. Had, I guess they could have. I don't know. It just seems less. Because Jason, Mo- well, Jason Momoa in Whedon's version had like a lot of scenes, if I remember, where he like had a lot of like. He's underwater and stuff. Oh yeah, and when he gets shit. his armor uh, and shit. That yeah. nerd, like Avenger style. One-liner jokes mm-hmm. that were that were cut because oh, they were Avenger style. Trash. Here, here, taking Marvel jabs now. Okay, well, you want to play this game? <laughs> if that's the game you want to play, is it my turn yet? This doesn't hold a candle to the Avengers. You're so lying. if you're, that's what, you're, if that's the game you want to play, you're lying. Is it my turn? Madly what? Looking. Uh, let's hear. All right, long. it's my turn. I'm okay, taking this. Go. I'm taking go. the torch. Here we go. So, for those of you that don't know, let's just let's just backtrack a little bit the dc cinematic universe was in fucking shambles dude like shambles as a dc fan person myself and a lot of dc fan people have just given up on it like they're just like look dc can't figure it out marvel clearly has the cinematic universe on lock and it's not even a competition anymore and a lot of that stemmed from the resources they initially put into justice league and how much of a flop Justice League was. So, leading up to Justice League, I went back and I rewatched Man of Steel and then I rewatched Batman vs Superman 
to prepare myself for the Snyder Cut. And about a quarter of the way through the Snyder Cut, I found myself fucking hating Joss Whedon like he was the worst man in America. I, I, I was finding myself feeling like this dude needs to get like shot out into space. But then I took a step back from that take, and I thought about it. What if the studio gave Joss Whedon the Snyder Cut and said, make this a two-hour movie? There's no way we're, we're dropping a four-hour movie. But I asked you this earlier. Could you make this a two-hour movie? It's a fucking impossible task. Like, what you'd have to do is you'd have to make cuts as much as you could and try to tell a story as best you could, but in half the time, and ultimately that would be a movie that we got, which is like, there's no stakes, there's no real reason why the mother boxes matter, there's no cyborg story or flash story really at all, and at the end of the movie, you're kind of just like, why did I even watch this? Like, I don't even know who these people are, and their mission was random to me. So, I think it was just a mess, and I think that, that a lot of that has to do with Warner Brothers. But, I mean, in comparison to DC and Marvel, look, you can't, it was a mistake to bring Josh Whedon in to tell a DC story, because DC and Marvel have very different tones. Like, Marvel has always been quippy and kind of light and shallow and fast-paced and those things. I mean, Marvel's super good at that. That's what they do. And DC just doesn't do that. And I think if you're trying to make DC the same shape as Marvel, then you're going to lose what DC's magic is. And DC's magic is, like, the freaking depth and the brooding darkness and like all these intricate characters and gray area and and all this shit which Zack Snyder I feel like completely understands so I think that this movie to me was quite possibly the rebirth of a possibility of a DC cinematic universe that's actually good I think that Snyder ha- Snyder said that this was the third movie that he wanted to make out of five. And he still has two other movies that he's written and that he- that would tie right into this. And these movies are, are like, so intertwined with each other. Like, Batman vs. Superman starts right at the end of Man of Steel. Like, honestly, like at, like, at the last scene of Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, that scene could start. And the same with Justice League. Justice League starts right at the end of Batman vs. Superman. And it, it it's just, it's all, like, so tightly knit. And I just think that phew, this movie was special. Special not only because of the movie itself, but how it was fucking released. Like, think about, like, let's take a step back and let's, take like, look at the whole picture. I mean, Snyder left. The studio got a new director. They dropped a, a, the movie. The movie tanked. Fans heard of rumblings of a different version. They, the Twitterverse came alive. They forced the studio to drop this hidden version that Snyder had. He actually had it. He dropped it. And he fucking corrected everything. Like, when has that ever happened before? Like, that's, that's a special thing in itself. Like, this is a fan-demanded fixing of a goof-up that the studios had in 2017. Like, that's freaking amazing. And I think it's something that we as fans should be proud of. I think it's as DC fans, you should be hopeful. And I think it was a fucking masterpiece. Like, I think from front to back, was it perfect? No. But was it a fully realized vision, singular, of a person that understands 
what DC is and how it needs to be portrayed on the silver screen? Yes, it fucking was. And it was epic and it was beautiful and it was sad and it had stakes and all the characters were fleshed out. And it was impactful, both culturally and as a as a single piece of cinema. So, like, I'm on the... I think it was a fucking master... Like, wrap it up in a bow, put it in the upper echelon of what <laughs> humans have accomplished while we've been on this earth, and Jeez. fucking let's go about our merry way, because that's how I feel about this movie. I feel like you got space travel, you got the light bulb, you got fucking electricity, you got Michael Jordan, you got Zack Snyder cut right on that shelf. You just put it on the top shelf, okay. and then let's... Move on, because that is what I think about this movie. It is a fucking masterpiece, both of the fans and of Snyder and of everybody involved. I'm out. I miss watching movies. I w- I'm I miss out. watching movies with Zach because he gets you so pumped. You like the, the movie itself was good, but all the extracurriculars around it is what makes it a masterpiece. I love how he pulls those things into it. And you know what? It's hard to disagree with you, man. I love the passion. And I did like the movie, so like I don't, I don't think the movie was bad. I did too. I don't think it's uh, up there with Michael Jordan and the light bulb, but I think that it's a good movie. (laughs) Totally is. And and what's what's crazy is that I agree. He opens he opens a door for these all these other DC stories that I mean the last scene of this movie is basically like oh I don't know what's gonna happen and he had these other movies planned and he he says openly he's never gonna do another DC movie because Warner Bros is impossible and um you know but who knows what will happen already said right they said they're not doing the Snyderverse. then they come out and say that no that's yep, a fucking they, like they that, that is if that's what if that's true then I'm, it's everywhere it's, it's such mm-hmm. a shame because saying. think about this let's let's all put our executive hats on right we're we're an executive at warner brothers and we're talking and all we care about is the money obviously because that's our business we want to you know get richer how we are seeing the the hype and energy that this has created within the dc fan base i mean it's it's palpable i mean i'm sure if we could look at the numbers of hbo streaming this weekend i'm sure it was astronomical i mean everybody wanted to watch the snyder cut how are you not having at least having conversations around just taking a step back and giving this dude the keys to the castle because he clearly has like this, like this is profit like in your face. It's like, bro, let's just let Snyder do what he wants to do. Because, I mean, we're making money here. Like, how do you not it's have like Pete, that conversation? Maybe it's like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, bro. Maybe they're just they're beef in the in, in the locker room, and we don't know about it on the outside, and they just <laughs> they can't get along, bro. That can't figure it out. If that's the truth, then that's infuriating. Because or. I know. Maybe they're trying to stir up drama because this is what happened last time. The fans entered in, and now this was the biggest release in probably DC fucking history, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's not in theaters. But maybe they're trying to keep the pot stirring. Like, they want the fans to revolt once again and get that that media train running. I don't know. It's kind of sacrificial on your own brand to do that, I yeah. guess. But. Yeah. I mean, that's like I don't know. a super risky, risky maneuver if that's what they're doing. To me, it just seems like they're aloof. Like, they either they're not seeing it. Or they don't care, or yeah, maybe it's like a like a dick measuring contest. Like they don't want Snyder to be right, you know, so they're gonna like yeah. make sure that he can't do this. Either way, I mean, this man has clearly a vision for DC in the beyond this movie, and to not allow the Snyderverse to be realized would just be 
tragic, in my opinion. So I'm on this release, yeah. the Snyderverse tip, and I mean, we gotta we gotta let yeah. it happen because that movie was just it's in, incredible to me. I think he's their their best hope for sure for DC. That we yeah, have. I think yeah, and I, him. What and a, oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask Jared because he had some differences between the old film and the new film to see if we missed anything, but keep going, Zach. I just want to say I love how they – Snyder's not trying to be Marvel. Like, that's a no. – I think that's a mistake. Like, I, I think to try to copy what Marvel has done at this point is is a, is a failing recipe. Like, you, you have to define your own, your own path, and DC can do that through Snyder's, he, through Snyder's methodology. Be dark, be brooding. I don't know. I just think that he's got to do more. All right, I'm done. I agree. Okay. What'd you give it out of ten? Um, out of ten, ooh, I gave it a, I gave it a seven point five. Seven point five. I gave it a seven. Yeah. Zach gives it a ten, of course. Ten. <laughs> yeah. I gave ten it out of ten. Special I, moment. Yeah. Special. Special moment. Moment in in history. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> no bias. It's in, only involved. I will tell you, it is special if if Zack Schneider is able to change the mind of Warner Brothers, and because they're on this J.J. Abrams kick right now, and he's gonna change the whole fucking landscape of it. I mean, they're talking about a Black Superman coming in from a different multiverse Earth, which is cool, great to see something different, but you're completely changing this whole uh, Justice League foundation. And so we're going to get to see kind of um, what bases me off about that is those are like B characters, right? They're not the A team. They're like, hey, we need more story. So let's make up multiverse and let's change it up a little. And what's Marvel and doing right now? Continuing. Yeah. DC should not be trying to, to bite Mar- what Marvel's doing. Like that's a mistake. I know. It's, I wish I could like talk yeah, they didn't to the Warner execs that are making these decisions because they're goofing this up. Like it's and it's I can get not. You a, I can get you a meeting. Give me a meeting. Let me get you a meeting. Give me a meeting. <laughs> I'll set this straight. I'll be like, first thing I do is I'll walk in and I'll say, "Where are the keys to the castle? Give them <laughs> to Snyder now. Abrams out. God, wouldn't that be a Robert cool job. Pattinson out? Get it all out of here. Out." Weird. It's yeah. Snyderverse or bust. No and when Snyder's done, guess what? We'll bring people in when Snyder's done. But when Snyder's done, he's gonna have set a, a foundation that we will follow through the end. Like this is how DC is gonna be successful in film. This is it. Yeah. That's what they need. Why can't they do like? Just gotta get my boy Z in the room. Uh, get him in the room. Do. Well. <laughs> That'd so, be a great job to have, just that a gives consultant us, for the yeah, studios. That'd be great. That. No, no emotions involved. I think that that gets us an eight point two. Uh, what do we got for the Rotten Tomato score? It's terribly low. Um, oh, you already looked at it. I'm pulling it. Are you saying our score right is low? Uh, our score. Is low. I, while he's doing that, I, a quick thought. I I just don't understand why they can't just do both. I mean, I see why they want to do this new universe because Joker was so successful. You know what I mean? Like Carly Quinn was kind of successful. I get it that these kind of one-offs kind of movies are so successful. I mean, the Robert Pattinson thing looks really dope. But if you're talking about what makes Marvel so successful, that's what they're kind of doing. It's just the starting, beginning level of it, right? They're yeah. They're introducing they have... them as solo movies. Yeah. yeah. As, so long as, it, as long as I it's don't... coherent. Because right now it's not, 
It doesn't seem no, like it's, just it's separate movies. Like it seems like it's just random, yeah. random movies. And what Marvel's done really well is they've they've created like all these single movies, but then they've made them part of the same world. So then they can like be this huge this huge movie at the end. And I just think DC like yeah. struggles to be that um, coordinated. It, at the beginning, though, it's, at the it, beginning, Marvel wasn't that. I mean, th- like we didn't see them all connected at this, all the time with Iron Man and everything. No, they didn't do that. It wasn't definitely in their thought process. But you but can always, if it's successful, you can find ways to connect them. Yeah, and I also think that it. The reason why I think we we're so attached to Marvel too is you're you're going along for this journey. Like you are literally on this journey of every story and every character, and they made it work. And DC, you're like, oh, I get to enjoy this journey for like a movie or two movies. You know what I mean? And. And it's just kind of sucky because you just want more of it, right? I want more of that cheesecake. And they're just like, well, let's give you some chocolate cake. Oh, how about some apple pie? Mm. And you're like, I don't want apple pie. I want some kiss. cheesecake, bro. Yeah. yeah. Give me some cheesecake. And you just exactly keep fucking apple Warner Brothers, pie. Release like, the Snyderverse, bro. Yeah. What we got for a score? I hope. May- uh, yeah, so the, the, the critic score which is pretty much you guys, like the people that don't know what they're talking about, 73%. <laughs> so I said 7, JR said 7.5. Uh, right on it. I said right 7.5. On. Audience yeah. score, the people of the world who actually know exactly what they're talking about, has it at 97%. 97? Hot damn. That's, wow. Zach speaking for the people in this episode. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Nah, I think it was a good flick, and I think that it was definitely a step in the right direction. And if this was the starting point for a saved DC universe, then I'm here for it. I think that that's what the I agree. Needs. If it changes, if it goes back to that, I totally agree. Like if Zack Schneider was able to like ch- like change those guys' mind and said, "Okay, let's do this. Let's keep let's keep this these characters. Do your own J.J. Abram version. Do your own Batman version. Whatever. But we want to keep this storyline going." I think that would definitely be like epic, and then I can definitely raise my seven point five to like a ten. You know they're having the conversation but, at least. That gives me hope because I mean that's their job. Yeah, but yeah, seven point five. You know they've got to they've got to have had the conversation because if they didn't, they'd be bad yeah. at their job. I well, mean, Warner came out and said nah, but hopefully that's just you know. Did they really the though? Because like that's... I need I need to confirm. They really came they out and said they, Snyder's I, not I, doing I, it. Yeah, so I we said, appreciate all the yeah, support, Snyder, but we're gonna not do the Snyder version. What the fuck? Yeah. But I feel like that's also like a head coach saying, hey, I'm not going to trade you. I'm not going to trade you. That's what I'm saying. It's Pete Carroll. It's just all negotiation right now. And then all of a sudden you're like, what? What's going on? You you can trade me? Like, I feel like that's them. And I think if they get enough money and and things and say, okay, we can make money at this. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a Snyder cut. Before we go, let's chat about uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier real quick because it came out. First episode's released. Um, I'll start with my opinion. Friday. Uh, yeah, it was released on Friday. And the second episode comes out this Friday. I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought it was pretty uh, easy to pre- easy to like enjoy. It was popcorn flick. You know, starts off right off the bat. Tons of action. Very cool uh, action sequence where he's chasing the you know the squirrel suit flyer guys. GSP. Comes back, yeah, George Pierre makes was, another uh, cameo. Yeah, always cool to see him. Um, I thought that it, Bucky was funnier than I anticipated him being. He had some some dry humor with the psychiatrist and uh, <laughs> the old Asian man. Like he was he was a little bit better than I anticipated. And you know, Sam has some dilemmas with the family that are kind of relatable. And 
Uh, there was like subtle political undertone. I think that's really relevant to today's times with the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun. It was easy. I don't think it's going to be anything great. My only concern is if they're grooming Sam to be the new Cap, and he's going to be like the leader of the next of Avengers. That I don't know if he can carry that torch. I don't know if he has enough character to carry mm-hmm. that torch. So that's my only concern. If that's a long term so play. Um, yeah. But they're really they're really hammering like the take the shield bit. So like yeah. That makes me nervous, but I like. Well, it. in the comics, in the comics, Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier are Captain America. In fact, Bucky takes over when Cap dies, so I think that it's part of the storyline, which I think is great. Which is why I think, for me, that I'm talking, I I totally love that episode because there's a lot of little things that I'm like, ooh, I remember that. Ooh, uh, oh, that sounds good. And taking over the shield is a big deal, and the Falcon does it. And the Winter Soldier does it. But you can point. do that and in so, comics and make it low impact. If you do that in the MCU, like, they have I to I think be able it's to low fuck. impact. It's, it's on a TV show. It's not like it's going to be part of the big master plan. No, it, I, mean, I think I, it for sure would is, be. But I also yeah. think that the reason why the show, they have this show in, in general, like, the purpose is, is to build these characters to up that so they can take the shield. Yeah. yeah. One or the other. Or or just have that more. content out there. Yeah. I think it's eventually. I'm hoping one day Chris Evans comes back and just does a role. You know, it's just one this big L epic thing. We so. know you do. We know you do. You yeah. love him. Um, you I, love him. I do love him. He lo- he's a dude. He loves Patriots. How do you? He's a Captain America. How do you not time. love him? He loves the Patriots. He's got a great butt. He's a Patriot fan. Um, I there's some. Uh, there's actually some other future characters who come to replace characters. So this might be a, a good indication that. Um, the Falcon Sam will take over the shield because uh, walk, uh, Walking Taurus is in the show, which is his partner out in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the beginning. The and kid. he becomes the Falcon at some point. Yep. I can see that. Um, kind of com- like a Robin so sense I can, to him. Yeah. So he takes over the Falcon mantle. So when, you know, so um, there's some things that are in there. There's a lot of things that are, are coming out and that were pretty cool. I think Zemo is going to be the, the main guy, I think. For this series, so I was confused about that. Movie. You sent me that. You sent that link, but Helmet was in. Helmet Zemo was in the uh, Avengers Ultron. No, he was the bad guy in Civil War, and they killed him, or they didn't kill him. They arrested him because he, he tried to kill himself. Oh yeah, Civil War. Civil and uh, War. yeah, Civil Black War. Panther blocked the bullet and said, the "Living aren't f- finished right. with you yet." So I guess he is still alive. Civil so. War. He is still alive, and uh, that's right. It, he was affected by the Avengers and Ultron. Like, that was his family died. Right. That was his response, basically, was to destroy right. the Avengers. So, Zemo comes though. back. He was. Um, I think he wears the mask. I saw, like, some uh, production pictures of him in it, so. Is it the same actor? I think so, yes. Cool. Yeah, I liked him. He did a good job. Z, how about yeah. you shit on it? I feel like you want to shit on this one. <laughs> what? Why do you feel that way? I'm just chilling. Because <laughs> I can see your body language, dog. I'm, ch- I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that there's not a lot to 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 talk about. To be honest, I I feel like there's it's it's a it's like a thirty forty five minute whatever long episode where 49. they introduce 40, the minutes. characters through a series of stunts and explosions and, and and it's cool i mean it's fun to watch and and i feel like i'm i'm i'll be interested to watch the next episode and, and see where it goes i definitely feel like i don't like bucky brooks haircut first off 
I I need him. <laughs> I need him to go back to like the long. Like I hate the clean cut Bucky. Like that's that's not my my cup of tea there. Also, like I find myself every scene Falcons in. I find myself kind of like taking a step back from the actual show and asking myself, is this guy a star? Because I really, I really feel like they are almost trying to put him in a position to be a star, like to be like a list Avenger style, carry the mantle, the cap, like all of that. And and even in the fiction, I have that question because the Falcon, I mean, he's, he has a fucking jetpack. Like his power is like jetpack boy. Like that's not that tight to me in general, but also I don't jetpack know. It's actually a cooler name. Uh, what? I like the name it's, Jetpack Boy. Jetpack Boy. Uh it totally reminds me of the boys, the Jetpack Boy. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy with the the armor. Yeah. And, and so yeah. and so in fiction <laughs> I, I feel like Falcon just isn't quite there for me yet as far as like his abilities and story and everything. But then I also just find that actor, like I just, I always am just asking, and I'm not saying that he can't, but I'm just saying, you don't like Anthony Mackie. I just don't know if I feel like he's a, I'm, like a star, a dude. Like I just don't know if I feel like he's like a cent. Like can he carry a franchise? Like can he carry this show to be something special? If he can, like dope. That's that's. I think after watching the first episode, that's really my question. That's the question I have that I want answered moving forward. Is like. Can this dude carry a franchise? Because I I'm I'm on the fence right now. I'm just not sure. I and I agree with that. That's my concern too. And I, and I don't even know if it's the actor. It's just the character. Like Don Cheadle, great actor, could definitely carry a lot of shows. I don't trust Rhodey carrying the Avengers though, because it's just his character. They haven't invested in him at all, and now they're just gonna like elevate him to the top. Like that's why I feel like they're doing the Falcon right now. So I'm not even saying he's a bad actor. Because I'm not. I mean, I'm not that invested. In him, but I think it's mostly just the character. They. He's been a side character this whole time. Why is he getting the crown now? You know, I think the point of the show, though, is going to be to try to convince us that that he can. Like, I think that's what this show is. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see if it, they can pull it off. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's another story to, to put to the puzzle. You know, this is their story. And we'll see a next story with, you know, Doctor Strange. And we're going to see a, sea, a She-Hulk story. I just feel like... Marvel has the crown, and they're like, and Disney's like, let's. They're like, we can just tell whatever just fucking story we want at this point. <clears throat> this, DC ain't doing shit. We ain't got no that, competition. Let's just, you know yeah, what? Let's just flex on them and make a fucking fucking TV show. Yeah, we'll just we'll make any character because you're right. The Falcon is a B character for me. He's always been like, a, hey, Captain America is not here today. You want to come in? And he's sick. Can you fill in for, <laughs> you know, like the substitute teacher? Yeah. And uh, Bucky's been similar, similar. I mean, I've never, I haven't read a lot of books with the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. But I mean, Bucky at least has, back a lot. Bucky has a lot more story background in the franchise so far. Like with like starring with Hydra and shit and like coming back over and having this like troubled yeah. past. Like he's way more interesting to me. I, like. I love his arm. I love the way they they put him together. Don't get me wrong. And the Falcon, is, I mean, his drone is actually in the comics is actually a real bird that he has telepathic powers with. So I mean, this what? is the, the character that oh, yeah, no shit. this is the character that, that they have coming up. And I just feel like it's definitely a story to put out there and to see, to to enjoy. I I think let's say there's going to be a big movie Avengers. I just think they're going to be part of the team. 
we haven't i'm interested to see who could take the the role of of captain who who actually is going to take the the main four right which is captain america or is it the main three captain america thor i mean we know who chris hemdorff's <clears throat> going to do it and iron man and who's going to take that that next seat of of uh and I, it's not these guys. Maybe they're just kind of throw them out there just to fuck with us because that's what they do. Can you imagine if it's fucking like it's Falcon, Rhodey, and then like isn't there isn't the uh, Thor to be Doctor Strange? Aren't they gonna make it a female Thor? Aren't they gonna bring? Like, oh yes. It, what if it? What if they brought in the female Thor, fucking Rhodey, and Captain uh, Marvel, and Falcon, Captain Marvel? <laughs> that's the new Thor, bro. What's Let's her name go. that's playing that? Uh, Natalie, oh Natalie Portman. Big B-team energy. DC might stand a chance. DC might stand a chance. Big B-team energy, dog. <laughs> B-team yeah. energy. I don't, I doubt it, but it'd be, it'd just be cool. I mean, I don't know. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be a Valkyrie movie or show. Did I hear that too? I don't know. Just so Valkyries are sick. I'm down to watch some Valkyries though. I always like, like, especially the girl, I can't remember her name, but the actress that's like, was in Ragnarok, the drunk, you know, mm-hmm. Valkyrie, ex-Valkyrie, like she's a badass, so. I'd be mm-hmm. down to see some more of that, but okay. So we're all just yeah. like, yeah, it was it was good, it was easy. Um, we'll see what happens. It's a good start. It's a good yeah. start to the show. Action packed. Cool. And easy to watch. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, Jr. Anything you want to plug before we head out? Uh, just you know, Action City Comics. You know, um, just like always, they're a big supporter of our show, and we're a big supporter of them. They do live shows. You want anything online? Let me know. You need anything? Shipping or anything? Let me know. Um, oh. Uh, keep an eye out for the Berserker comic that came out a couple weeks ago. It's hot right now because um, they just signed a deal to make that into a Netflix movie. And who, of course, wrote that book is Keanu Reeves. So in the book, it looks like Keanu Reeves. And it's probably going to be him who stars in his own comic book. So I think that's pretty Damn, dope. that's yeah. dope. Yeah, that's super cool. That's big news. And he's such Berserker. a good, good person. You know, uh, he's a, such a humble guy, and I think that's why everybody's loving it. But I was in the comic book store today, and every customer came in, hey, do you have any Berserker books? Just sold out, you know. Um, I have some Berserker books because I get to you're be in the real. comic book store a lot. But is it, a, is it a completed series, or is it, like, continuing to release? Just started. Number one came out, and it's legit just action-packed violence and gore. and um, So John Wick. It's... Uh, even better than John Wick. I need like, to watch like John, John Wick. Wick. Those are on my list. I've never seen any John Wicks. I watch oh, them. I love John, John Wick. Great. I've heard they're amazing. Yeah, I love John Wick. Yeah, it's so, elevated um, popcorn. There, popcorn flick. Yeah, and uh, there's actually a John Wick comic book too, but yeah, that's kind of like what to keep an eye out for. Very cool. Alright, so, Z, you got anything you want to mm-hmm. plug? Not today. Release the Snyderverse. Restore this, hashtag restore the Snyderverse. That's, that's all I want to say. Bring it back. Bring it back, baby. All right. Thank you, T-Rex. Thank you for taking your time away from the Jurassic World to come uh, enlighten us with your comic book knowledge, JR. And uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. See you guys.